Welcome to People's Church. Before we get to this week's message with Pastor Tom Murray, we want you to know that you matter to your Heavenly Father and you matter to us. People's Church is a multi-generational faith community in Salem, committed to knowing Christ and making Him known. Sunday morning worship services at our Salem campus are at 8.30, 10, and 11.30. Watch messages anytime and plan your visit at peopleschurch.com. We pray this practical biblical teaching is encouraging, challenging, and possibly even life-changing. If you're able, rise to your feet, give your very best People's Church welcome to Reed Saunders. (laughs) Thanks, brother. Bless you. I appreciate you. (laughs) That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Please be seated. I appreciate that. Well, good morning, People's Church. All for Jesus, huh? Woo-hoo! This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, my wife Carmen's here. We just love you. And I do appreciate Pastor Tom. Isn't he a great brother? So I appreciate him too. And Tom, was that, were two of your daughters just baptized? Is that correct? Isn't that cool? I just love to see how, how God is moving. Yeah. And there's good old Aaron, my good brother there. You guys appreciate Aaron too? He's great, huh? Come on. Get up for Aaron too. And you in the back, do you appreciate it? No, I'm just kidding, anyway. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to be with you. And as you can see, I get pretty passionate about sharing Jesus. And I, it reminds me of the time I was preaching, uh, I think in the bush in Africa, to a bunch of university students. And I was so passionate. I want to see them all come to Christ. And I'm giving it everything I got. And a lot of times I go through translators, they'll literally line up and one will get burned out. And then like pass the baton, another one comes up. But I'll never forget, I get done with my message. I look over at my translator and the poor guy, I kid you not, he's down on one knee. He's sweating. He's absolutely exhausted. And he looks up at me and says, Brother Reed, you're not too fast. You're three fast. (laughs) So I'll try not to be three fast as I share with you. But I'm just so thankful for People's Church. Thank you for all of your support. I mean, it's just amazing to see how God is moving around the world. I just was in Pakistan. You saw that from the video. And it was incredible to be able to preach the gospel in a Muslim nation where there's only 1.6% believers in a country of 220 million. And Voice of the Martyrs ranked Pakistan as number seven in the world is the most difficult country, seventh most difficult country to be a follower of Jesus. But I tell you what, man, when God moves, God moves, right? We saw over 24,000 people give their lives to Jesus in Karachi, Pakistan this February. So to God be the glory, right? He's moving. He's moving. And how many of you believe that God wants to do another revival here in Salem, right? you believe that? Yeah. I'm praying that God would move across our nation from Salem, Oregon to Salem, Massachusetts, because I believe right now, and I've seen this in my own life, not just through the events, but through gospel conversations I have with one-on-one people, that people are asking this question, is there God and does he care about me? And I believe coming out of the pandemic with the wars we're seeing in Ukraine, for example, with Russia, the global pandemic, inflation, the the gas prices rising, people are desperate for hope. And that's where you come in, and that's where I come in. And like a good neighbor, we can tell people Jesus is there, right? Jesus is there for them. I was speaking at an event here in the States not too long ago, and I'll never forget this young girl, her name was Rihanna, about 16 years old. And I've seen people cry before, but never like this precious girl. She was so broken, her friends literally had to bring her up after my message, and she said, Reed, I gotta tell you my story. She says, I've been in and out of foster my home my entire life. I've been rejected and abused by those that say they love me. In fact, I've been so broken, Reed, this year I tried to commit suicide three times. And as the tears were falling, I started to see a little bit of a smile on her face. 
She said, but Reed, when I heard you talking about Jesus, the fact that he loved me enough to die on the cross for my sins and to rise again from the grave, her smile got bigger. She said, Reed, tonight I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And for the first time in my life, she said, in the first time in my life, I finally feel loved. For the first time in my life, I finally have a reason to live. My friend, how many of you believe that Jesus is the only one who can give us true love? That Jesus is the only one who can give us a reason to live, right? Right? And so my prayer for you this morning is that you will get out of your comfort zone and love people enough to tell them about Jesus. Because we're really having a crisis, especially here in America. You know, Barna came out with this recent, Barna does a lot of research, that 90%, get this, 90% of Christ followers will never share Jesus with another person in their lifetime. 90%. And 51% of churchgoers in America, 51% of churchgoers in America do not know what the Great Commission is. And if you don't know what that is, don't worry, I'm not going to embarrass you. <laughs> They're like, you know. Great Commission, right? What Jesus said in Matthew 28, therefore go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. But I love how often in God's word, when he gives us a command, he follows it up with a promise, right? He says at the end of this great commission, he says, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So I want you to think about this morning, this fact that God wants to use your life to make a difference for eternity. Think about that. Do you know that we are God's plan A? <laughs> There's no plan B. God's plan is for you and I to be the ambassadors, the communicators, the good news of Jesus Christ with your neighborhood to the nations. And so two questions this morning I wanna share and ask you. Question number one, who do you know that needs Jesus? And question number two, what are you going to do about it? Who do you know that needs Jesus and what are you going to do about it? One of the number one things I hear people tell me when it comes to sharing the gospel, why they don't do it, is because of fear of rejection, right? Fear of losing friends, friends who just not want to be their friends anymore, hurting family, being rejected. But I also found one of the biggest reasons people have trouble sharing the gospel is because they do it in their own strength. They feel like they've got to have all the answers, they've got to know everything before they share the gospel. And so what happens is they plug into themselves, right? in their own strength, right? I can do it, I can be, I can do it. But notice, there's no power here, right? It doesn't work. Why? Because it's not connected to a source. And who is our source? The Holy Spirit, right? Jesus said in Acts 1-8, but you see power, say power. But you see power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Greek word for power literally translates the word dynamite, right? The Spirit of God powerfully works in you and through you to share the good news of Jesus. So we need to connect to the Holy Spirit, the source, and allow him to use us to share the good news of Jesus, right? Because remember, you and I don't save anyone, right? God saves, right? Say, God saves. We share. Say, we share. God saves. We share, right? And so the Spirit of God convicts people of their sins and draws them to the Savior. God saves, but we, as followers of Jesus Christ, you and I have the greatest news of all. We can tell people how they can go from guilty to forgiven in Jesus. They can go from broken to whole. They can go from lonely to loved, and they can go from death to life in Jesus Christ. 
when I was thinking about Resurrection Sunday and the whole theme was life, right? I thought of John eleven twenty five, where Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And there's so many people outside these walls on Lancaster, all around commercial, all around Salem and Kaiser, that are longing for life. And Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to you, have life and have it to the what? To the fullest or to the abundance, right? And so this message this morning, from my heart to your heart, I've been all around this world and so many people are longing for hope that only Jesus Christ offers. Because he alone is the way, the truth, and the life. So I've entitled this message, Friends Bring Friends to Jesus. And if you have your Bible, turn there with me, if you would, to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2, I'll read verses 1 through 12. Beginning in verse 1, it says, A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Verse 3. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. Now notice verse 5. When Jesus saw their faith, this is the faith of the friends, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Sorry, We've never seen anything like this. I love this passage from God's Word. Friends bringing friends to Jesus. Now, we don't know the condition of the paralyzed man. But we do know this, his time was probably pretty short. There was a sense of urgency amongst the friends. Now, they had been hearing the stories, how Jesus made the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk. And they knew that the only hope for their friend was to get him to Jesus. And no matter what, they were going to get their friend to Jesus, even if it meant going through the roof. So like these friends, who has God put on your heart this morning? Who do you know that needs Jesus and what are you going to do about it? So three things I want to leave with you this morning about friends bringing friends to Jesus. Number one, friends pray for their friends. Number two, friends plan to reach their friends. And number three, friends persevere to reach their friends. So friends pray for their friends. Now, here in Mark chapter 2, the, the word of God doesn't say that these friends prayed for their friend. But I imagine that they did. They're obviously very concerned and they wanted to get him to Jesus. How many of you believe that when we pray, God moves? When we pray, God moves, right? The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray continually or pray without ceasing. Now, there's a battle, right? The enemy doesn't want to see your friends come to know Jesus. Heaven and hell is in the balance, right? But remember, we've got the victory because Jesus died, but he rose again. He's alive, right? And through his death, he defeated the devil on the cross. He defeated death, and he made it possible to deliver all of us from our sins. 
That's our Savior. And I want to encourage you to be praying. If you have this, hold this up. This is a prayer card that we handed out today. Hold it up if you have it. If you don't have a prayer card, raise your hand, and one of my friends will get you one if you don't have it. So some of my friends, you can pass this out so you can get one of these prayer cards. So here's a challenge I want to give to each and every one of you here this morning. Write down right now the people that God has put on your heart that needs Jesus. Maybe it's someone in your neighborhood. Maybe it's someone in your house. Maybe it's someone in your office. Maybe it's someone on the job. Maybe it's someone in your school. Because I believe when we pray, God moves. And so you're going to write down these people, and I'm going to challenge you to commit to pray every day for the next two weeks between now and Resurrection Sunday to pray for the people that God's put on your heart this morning. And you're going to pray two specific things as you pray for them. Number one, pray that God would give them an open heart to respond to the gospel. And number two, pray that God would give you an open door to share Jesus with them. Okay? Because when you give God an open heart, I believe he'll give you an open door to share Jesus with them. So how many of you have seen the movie, What About Bob? You guys, any of you guys remember What About Bob? Okay. This is my wife Carmen's dad's favorite movie. But it talks about baby steps, right? He's like, baby steps out of the elevator, baby steps, you know, so forth. And so I want to talk about how you can have baby steps to share the gospel. And that's why praying is the most important thing. So every morning I do this, I encourage you to do this as well. It's called Pray for Bob, okay? So you're going to pray for a burden for the lost. Because I believe that the more time, for me at least, the more time I spend with Jesus, the more time I want to spend telling others about Jesus, right? It's the vertical becomes the horizontal. Because of God's love for us in Christ, we receive Jesus, right? Because of God, our love for God, the vertical becomes the horizontal. We should want to tell others about Jesus, right? And I tell this to people all the time. Evangelism is simple. Fall so deeply in love with Jesus, you can't help but tell others about him. And Jesus said in Luke 19.10, the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost, right? And if you look at Luke 15, the lost coin, lost sheep, lost son, you really get a, a glimpse of God's heart for lost people. God's heart for all of you here today and all the people you're putting on your card. Every person matters to God. So pray that God would give you a burden for the lost. Then there's the O, opportunities, open doors to share the gospel. That's what I do. I try to go to the same gas station, same grocery store, same place, the gym. <laughs> Wherever I'm at, I'm praying for opportunities to share the gospel. And then the third B is a boldness. Say boldness, right? A boldness to share the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17, Paul says this, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. So praying that, praying every day. Okay, so we're going to pray. Secondly, friends plan to reach their friends. Say plan. Okay, the friends of the paralytic had one plan and one plan only. No matter what, we're going to get our friend to Jesus, even if it means going through the roof, right? 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But don't forget this last part. It says, but do this with gentleness and respect. No one wants to be preached at. They want to be loved on, right? There's a big difference in that. And so evangelism, it's important that you build relationships, right? Because if it says friends bring friends to Jesus, it shows that you're friends with people that don't know the Lord. And I think that's a big problem we're facing in America. I call it holy huddle syndrome. <laughs> holy huddle syndrome means that all the people we interact with are fellow believers. But how can we reach people for Jesus if we don't know anyone that doesn't know Jesus, right? 
So I want to encourage you, be thinking about ways you can build relationships with your neighbors. Be like Matthew, who threw a party, right? Have a barbecue this summer, invite your neighbors over. Carmen and I have a small group Bible study we do with neighbors and reach out to our neighborhood. So there's many ways you can connect and engage, but have a plan. So here's three ways you can have a plan to reach people for Christ. Okay, number one, I talked about how people have trouble sharing the gospel, right? One of their fears is rejection. Another fear is not having all the answers, right? Like, hey, why do bad things happen to good people? Or what's, you know, there's a lot of questions. But one thing people can't debate is your own story, how Jesus changed your life, right? And the Apostle Paul often used his testimony in sharing the gospel like he did before King Agrippa. So people can't debate your story. So one of the ways, it's called the three-story approach. So you're talking to your neighbor, you're talking to your friend. First, you start by hearing their story. People like to talk about themselves, right? So you're talking to someone, say, hey, tell me about your story. Tell me about your life. And then they're sharing, and normally they ask to hear your story. So you go from their story to my story. Talk about the difference that Jesus has made in your life. What was your life like before you met Jesus? How did Jesus change your life? And how has Jesus made a difference in your life now that you've been following him? And so you're talking to them and say, hey, do you have a story like mine? And if they say no, you're getting to know them, and you don't know if they're a follower of Jesus or not, and they say no, then you say, hey, can I tell you about his story? And his story is Jesus's story, right? So you go from their story to my story to his story. And you have an opportunity to share Jesus. So here's the second tool. It's called the hand of hope. Put your hand in the air like you just don't care. Okay? The hand of hope. This is a great tool to help you memorize and ways you can share the gospel. So first there's the thumb that says, God made us for a relationship with him. Say that. God made us for a relationship. Okay. John 10.10. 10. Jesus says, I've come to you to have life and have it to the fullest. Number two. Sin separates us from God. Say that. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Keep the other fingers up with the third one here. <laughs> Number three, Jesus died on the cross for your sins and rose again from the grave. See that? Great. I'm looking for you in the balcony too. You got to be sharing too. Anyway, John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Fourth finger, Jesus is the only way to heaven. John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then lastly, would you like to begin a, would you like to begin a relationship with Jesus today? You see that? Great. John 1, 12, yet to all received him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And if they don't respond, you slap them with the hand of hope. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. No. Hopefully they respond. You high five them with the hand of hope. Is that better? <laughs> I'm just kidding. A third tool. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> a third tool is, yeah, is um, memorizing scripture. That's one of the things that I've been doing. I went to Corbin. I still remember when my freshman year, just memorizing the word of God. And it's amazing how many times the spirit of God takes the word of God that I've hidden in my heart and brings it from my heart to my head when I have an opportunity to share. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. The spirit of God takes the word of God like a sword. Hebrews 4 talks about this and uses it to penetrate people's hearts, convict them of their sins and draw them to Jesus. So our authority is the word of God. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that? Yes. Even Jesus, when he's being tempted by the devil, each time he quoted scripture, right? Devil's like, well, if you're the son of God, take this rock and made it bread. Jesus said, ah, oh, it is written. Man shall not live on bread alone. And every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, right? And if our Savior memorized scripture, we should memorize scripture. 
So I wrote a book called Activate, and it is lots of tools and confidence you can have in sharing Jesus, confidence and clarity sharing Jesus, whether across the street or around the world. I'd love for you to be praying for our ministry. We have a table back there. You can pick up a copy and uh, pray for our ministry would be great. So memorizing scriptures are third way. Two more quick things before I finish up. When I think about having a plan to reach our friend, I want to show you right here. This is a man. The reason why I can't put it up on the screen is for his safety. This is a, a Muslim cleric in a Pakistan-Afghanistan border, okay? If you don't know the Muslim faith, a Amman uh, or a Muslim cleric is very high up. So when I think about friends bringing friends to Jesus, through our TV ministry, we started that in the pandemic. I preached the gospel. We translate it every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday during prime time. We'd launch it. It goes from Pakistan and 80 countries all in the 1040 window. We had people from Saudi Arabia coming to Christ, Iran, Iraq. It was incredible how God's used it. And we partnered with the Campus Crusade for Christ and local churches to follow up with all the people who came to know the Lord. It was so exciting. But this guy's friend happened to watch one of the TV programs we were doing, and he gives his life to Christ. And God puts this man on the guy's heart who just came to Christ. Now, can you imagine risking your life? It's one thing to go out, walk across the street and talk to your neighbor about Jesus. And I know that can be hard. But your neighbor's most likely not going to kill you. You're going up to a Muslim Amman leader, a Muslim cleric in the Taliban area, and you're going to tell him about Jesus? Talk about boldness, huh? So he goes up to his friend and says, hey, don't kill me. He didn't say that. But he says, hey, he says, you know what? I was watching this TV program about Jesus. He's not just a prophet. He's the son of God. He's the savior of the world. And I gave my life to Jesus. And just like Jesus changed my life, he can change your life. He's telling this guy. I want you to go watch this program in the quietness of your home. No one's going to see you. You can watch this and learn more about Jesus. So he invites him. He doesn't know what's going to happen. This man goes, watches the program. He gives his life to Jesus. He comes to Christ, the Taliban right away, put a bounty on his head, the head of the friend, and the pastors that were helping him. They had, we had to put him in an underground bunker for many days to keep him safe. Because a lot of Muslims and Hindus, when you come to Jesus, you go from death to life in Christ, right? But you can right away go from life to death because you're a follower of Christ. And if my friend, your friend, our new brother in Christ, was able to risk his life to reach his friend, who was a Muslim cleric in the Taliban area of Afghanistan and Pakistan for Jesus, God can use you, he can use you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. Again, I believe the greatest way you can love someone is to love them enough to tell them about Jesus. Why? Because heaven, hell is in the balance. We are in a broken world, and Jesus is the savior of the world. So pray, plan, and persevere like these friends. These friends showed up at the house. It was packed. They didn't give up. They literally took their friend through the roof because they knew that Jesus was the only answer. And notice verse 5. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, the faith of the friends, you think Jesus cares about the people in your life that need him? You bet he does. In fact, Jesus healed this man physically and spiritually. That's our Savior, right? He cares about all of us. And he cares about you. So who do you know that needs Jesus? What are you going to do about it? Pray, plan, and persevere. Don't ever give up on people because we never give up on God. God can soften the hardest of hearts. I prayed for my dad every day for 30 years. And two years ago, he gave his life to Jesus. Don't give up because with God, all things are possible. 
Let me pray for us right now. Just close your eyes and bow your heads and just take a moment to pray for the people that are on your card right now. I wanna invite pastors and altar workers, if you could come to the front right now, please, just make your way here down to the front. Rest of you, just take a moment to pray for the people on your list that God would give you open doors and that they would have open hearts. with your heads bowed and eyes closed, maybe you're here and you've never begun a relationship with Jesus. I wanna remind you that God has not forgotten about you. He knows your pain, he knows your struggles. But this morning he says, I love you with an everlasting love. Jesus did what you and I can't do on our own. He paid on the cross, all of your guilt, all of your sins, all of your shame. And three days later, he rose again. Jesus is alive and this morning wants to live in your heart. You simply come by faith and say, God, I'm a sinner and I'm sorry for my sins, but I believe you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins and rise again from the grave. The Bible says when you put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, believing he died on the cross for your sins and rose again from the grave, the Bible says all of your sins are forgiven. You have a relationship with the living God, not a religion, a relationship. Holy Spirit comes and lives in your heart and life to help you live for Jesus. You can be sure when you die, you go to heaven as opposed to hell, and you have the joy of knowing and living for Jesus the rest of your days. So if God has spoken to your heart this morning and you want to begin a new life in Christ, I just invite you wherever you're at, just in the quietness of your heart, you can say this prayer with me to receive Christ. This prayer is not what saves you, it's your faith in Jesus. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old life is gone, the new life has come. So pray with me. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner, but I believe you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins and to rise again from the grave. Come into my heart and life, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of all of my sins. Thank you for giving your life for me on the cross, Jesus. Now by faith, I give my life to you. From this moment on, use my life for your glory, Jesus. We pray that this week's message has been practical, encouraging, and challenging. Let us know if you made a first-time commitment or recommitment to following Christ. Visit peopleschurch.com and click Connect to share your decision with us. There is great value in being a part of a Christ-centered, Bible-teaching faith community. If you are looking for a church home, Pastor Tom Murray invites you to People's Church in Salem. Sunday morning and evening worship services, group Bible studies, relevant engaging activities for kids and youth in safe, secure environments. Watch messages anytime or plan your visit at peopleschurch.com.